Oh, welcome in to the final out, sponsored by Regency, Regency Furniture, affordable, never looks so good. And yes, tell me why. Tell me why it feels like every game at Truist Park ends that way, where it always feels like an uphill climb, where it always feels like even when they're up, they're going to lose. When like, Tell me why every time Aaron Nola pitches there, I just have a sinking feeling in my gut that they're, they're going to lose that game. It was vintage. It was absolutely vintage what we saw down at Truist Park tonight in Cobb County. I'm not even calling it Atlanta. In Cobb County. Uh, welcome on in. It is the final out. Jack Fritz hanging out with you. 215-592-9494 is how you get in if you want to react to uh, another, you know, <laughs> just whenever there's a little bit of momentum, you know, a little bit of things going their way, they just can't capitalize on it. And tonight was a was a missed opportunity. It was a missed opportunity that only became a missed opportunity because their ace couldn't show up. And I say ace, quote unquote, um, their ace could not show up and get a job done against a, a guy that had a 6 ERA in the big leagues and a 6 ERA in AAA. Like, that's a game that you have to win. Now, I know this team. I, I know this team like the back of my hand. They were always going to lose that start tonight because it just makes so much sense that they wouldn't, that they would. Um it was the same reason why they won the Zach Gallen start yesterday. Is that things that should make sense in the sport of baseball just don't make sense. But when you're talking about Aaron Nola and you're talking about who he's been this year and who he has been when he goes to Truist Park, I have no faith in him when he when it comes to these kind of situations. And what makes tonight such a bummer and what makes tonight Again, a, a step back when you had a little bit of momentum yesterday uh, is that you really had a chance to to kind of rev the city back up. You know, the Sixers happened a week and a half ago. People kind of forgot about the Phillies there for, for a little bit. And now as the Sixers thing is winding down, the, the focus of the city is starting to turn on the Phillies before uh, training camp starts, you know? And... Just for Nola to go out there tonight and say, hey, you know, I've been up and down this year. I've been frustrating. I get that. Let me just go out and and give you seven strong innings. But instead, it is a big home run to Austin Riley, Marcelo Zuna, another Austin Riley home run, a couple back-breaking hits where it's like, can he get out of this, Aaron? Can he he stop the, the avalanche that's coming? And he just... Hasn't done it. And I said it before the game, and and I felt this way even when he pitched well on Saturday, is that it feels like we're getting an 9 Hamill season from both Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler where they can get on a little bit of a roll, they'll have a good start, you'll say they're back, and then bang, they give it right back. They give it right back in their next start. 215-592-9494. If you ever wanted to... Settle the the Aaron Nola ace debate. Just 
I don't think you would uh, uh, VCR this game tonight. But uh, go on MLB.tv, buy an account, and say go to May twenty fifth, twenty twenty three, and it'll it'll pretty much sum up the Aaron Nola experience. Like it it w- it was classic, and it was one of those games where it's like, oh, that's why, you know. Um, and it's not to say Aaron Nola's not a good pitcher. Like I'm not one of those people that sits here and looks to um, just dump on Aaron Nola and always take pot shots and say, not an ace, fake ace, yada, yada, yada. He's a good two. Like, he's, he's, a, he's a high-end two. And I never bought into the, the uh, underlying stats or the pitcher war. They would have him as, like, a top five pitcher in the game because I know what those things are. They are strikeout-based. They are strikeout-to-walk-based. And they are... Uh, they put a, a high value on innings. Like Aaron Nola has been a very high quality innings eater, um, and it just it, it feels like every single time that you just put your your faith in the guy, he 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 gives you no reason to do that. And again tonight was one of those starts for Aaron Nola, and it's you know it, it was a it's a missed opportunity. That's what tonight was was a missed opportunity. You had Dylan Dot on the mound against one of your best pitchers, and you lost that game in a game in which the offense showed up. The offense showed up tonight. The Phillies pitching staff did not. Um, my other big takeaway from tonight is that, like, I will not give back what happened in the in the NLDS uh, last year for anything. It was incredible. Um, the the Reese bats by game three, like it was the, the, still the the I, I, so I went to every home playoff game besides uh games three and four of the Padres series. Um, the Reese bats by I still think was the loudest I'd heard. Um, and that game because it was the first back at Citizens Bank Park in eleven years, like the energy in that stadium was unbelievable and being able to beat Spencer Strider coming off the injury and Brian Snitker putting him out there and being like oh no and and doing his whole like we've played in loud places before and then bang welcome to Philadelphia Brian Snitker like yeah I will never ever give back what happened in the playoffs last year to beat the Braves in the playoffs was a a special special thing I just have no idea how it happened like I just I watch the Braves play and it feels like every single time they play the Phillies, just different classes of baseball teams. Like, just different classes. Um, when it comes down to the little things, when it comes down to back-breaking hits, when it comes down to pitchers coming in and just doing their job, when it comes to random players stepping up, when it comes to the bottom of the lineup just being able to come through, uh, two-strike hitting, like, every little thing the Braves seem to always do right and that's what's that's what's frustrating about this Phillies team is that they can't do the little things right the little things that I believe breed winning baseball the Braves do that and the Phillies don't and ultimately it does cost them games like like a lot of the problems this year have been offensive related the two the two best pitchers in the rotation have not been good bullpen's been hit or miss defense the last three weeks is kind of falling off a cliff. It wasn't that big deal uh, before that. But but really, the the other thing, in addition to that stuff, is that they can't do the little things well. You know, whether it's manufacturing a run, 
whether it's being able to get a bunt down like Josh Harrison in, in, in San Francisco, whether it's throwing to the right bases, like what are we, Little League? Uh, situational hitting, like every little thing has kind of gone wrong for this team this year. Uh, tonight, boom, bottom three. I, I'm, I'm proud of the home run. That's good. Uh, I'm, I'm, it's good. Hopefully we can get more of that. Like, let's let's hit the ball over the wall instead of little slap hits. Um, but, like, the ground out uh, with the bases loaded and one out, like, that's a chance to step on a throat and didn't do it. And, obviously, they needed as many runs as they could have gotten tonight. Uh, the Castellanos slide is insane to me. Like, the ball went to second base, and he still was throwing. Like, he still was throwing at home. That's that, – that just – Slide like a baseball player. You've played your entire life. Like the, it's just, it's insane. Gregory Soto, I, I, like not being able to find the, the the strike zone, going slide step. Like how about you figure out how we throw strikes first before you worry about messing up with hitters' timing. So again, like I just feel like every time they play the Braves, it has to be a perfect ball game, and the Braves. They have a ton of talent. They have the best player in baseball right now. They always have seemingly good pitching, but they do all the little things well that breed winning baseball. And yet again, the little things tonight let the Phillies down. 215-592-9494. It is the final out if you want to get in. Uh, reacting to uh, another tough loss down at Truist Park in uh, in Cobb County. Again, I-, I said it there. I'll say it again. I I I will never give back what happened in October of last year against the Braves. I just have no idea how they're able to get that done. 215-592-9494. Jack Fritz hanging out here on the final out. On the other side, my one big positive tonight. We'll get to that and more of your calls coming up next. Pitch. Riley blasts another one. Carbon copy. And just like that, the Braves are back in front. His second homer of the night as he gets to Nola again. It's his ninth of the season, and it's 5-4 to four Atlanta. Oh, I hate him. I really do. Welcome on back. It is the final out, sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable, never looks so good. And, yes, that is our player of the game, brought to you by South Jersey Gas, committed to providing safe, reliable, affordable natural gas. Make the switch at southjerseygas.com slash lovemyhome. Austin Riley. Uh, two for five tonight with two home runs. They uh, successfully got him hot, which is what they do. No one better. No one's better at heating up Austin Riley quite like the Phillies. It is just – it is remarkable. I have seen Austin Riley hit that same home run a million times. Like, I've seen it, – it, it is every if – he, if he's not hitting a home run, he's roping a ball off the wall. Like, there's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it that he is going at least – 400 in a series against the Phillies. He is the worst. He is the absolute freaking worst. I cannot stand Austin Riley. I can't stand him. And like his career numbers off of Nola are insane. Like why they even bother throwing him a cutter is a waste of time because he just deposits it in the left field seats. It's sickening. It is absolutely sickening what Austin Riley does to this team. And it's just been my entire life. My entire life is a freaking brave just killing me at all times. Like, obviously, I grew up with Chipper, uh, into Brian McCann, into Freddie Freeman, and and now it's Austin Riley. Like, Austin Riley is is the guy now. He is the worst. 
He is the he's been terrible this year. Not terrible. He's slowly heating up. But like the Phillies heating up Austin Riley was the lock of the century. The absolute lock of the century. It's every single time they see this guy, all of a sudden he's like, you know what? I'm the best player in baseball. And and then he's going to ride this into like an MVP-ish kind of year because that's what happen, it happens every year with Austin Riley. It's every year. It's every year. It's always against Nola. It's, 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 it's unfathomable. Cannot stand him. Cannot stand him. And I'm just going to call my shot now when I'm on here tomorrow night at about 10.30, reacting to to the Phillies game. I'm not calling it a loss because I think tomorrow's a win. Um, it's going to be hard to say that. But regardless, Austin Riley, I guarantee, is going to be the player of the game. It's 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 just 215-592-9494. We'll get into some positives uh, here in one second. But Mike's in Westchester. What's happening, Mike? Uh, Fritz, you're so right. I am just numb to when Austin Riley comes to the play. Oh, it's just it's every time. It's every it's, freaking it, time. I don't even care anymore when he comes to the plate. It's just accepted. It's a double or a home run. It's it's him and Miguel Rojas. They come to the plate. I just yep. know they're going to do it. Yeah, totally. Um, I'm going to go a positive and a negative. Just a quick positive first, even though it was a bad night. How freaking good is Bryce Harper? <laughs> I mean, we are – talk about – I'm numb to the fact that he had Tommy John 150 days ago, and he's still out there. The best player on the team. He's, he's unbelievable. But Yeah, and, and you know, uh, that bunt he had – uh, late in the game, like that's two outs. You know, he's just trying to put a little bit of pressure on AJ Mincer. Cassianos get the single, and 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 bang, you're in business. And Kyle Schwarber, like that's a big hit there. Um, so yeah, any little thing he can do to make things happen, he usually does. And um, I'm glad he's a Philly. But uh, tell me, tell me tonight didn't just feel eerily similar. And I know the home run happened earlier, but it, it felt eerily similar similar to the home run off Jansen last year that uh, came into Nick Nelson closing out a game. By the way, double-check me on this, but I'm pretty sure it was a year ago to the date that, really? that happened. I'm, I'm almost positive it was. That is some but, sick stuff. i got to be honest with you. Yeah. But real, uh, real quick, I-, I got a question for you, then I'll, uh, then I'll hop off. Okay. How would you fix the starting pitching? W- what, what would you think your kind of solution is to get out of this? Like mechanics-wise or, 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 or pl- I don't know like pitcher-wise? shake-up or pitching-wise or, or maybe mechanics-wise or just even approach maybe with JT before the game or something along those lines. Uh, all right, Mike, I appreciate the call. So I, I, I've said, I've been on this for a little bit now. Like, mechanic-wise, I don't, I don't really know. Like, I mean, they're all kind of different guys. Um, they've been on this cutter movement for the last couple of years. But regardless, um, when it comes to, to, to the plan, I said this pregame. I've said this, I feel like, a lot over the last couple of days that – I think Mitch uh, Griff McGarry is going to be up here in in two weeks, and it kind of feels like they're ramping him towards being that fifth starter option. And maybe if they get the jolt of a young kid coming up, and every fifth day there's an electrifying arm on the mound. Like I mean, he's not as good as him, but when Spencer Strider came up, I feel like he he added a lift to that Braves team. Like it's like oh my gosh, we get to see this kid uh, come out and just be a flamethrower. Um, every fifth day, like Griff won't be that because Spencer Strider's like the best pitcher in the NL, I think right now. Um, so, um, but yeah, like, I don't know. It's, it's the way that I'm, I view Nola and Wheeler right now. And it, it, it's a bit excusey, but I feel like they pitched for the first time in their career late into a year and they just didn't really know how to bounce back coupled with 
the new rules in baseball, and they're having a hard time adjusting. And you just my big hope right now is that we don't have to just have a throwaway year for those guys and and chalk it up to a uh, the the late run last year, and these guys just never really get right. And then I have to spend all offseason wondering, am I going to get the good versions of of Nola and Wheeler? Now, Nola's obviously in his walk year. And as we go along here, if the Phillies start, if they stay under 500 or they're barely, barely over 500, if they're over 500, I, I bet they wouldn't do it. But the, the very real conversation that's going to have to happen around the trade deadline is, would you move them? And hopefully they're not in that position because that would be crushing given all the expectations heading into the year. But that's the nature of the beast when they're playing this kind of baseball. And if they can't get on a roll here, those are going to be the conversations that are going to have to be had because he is a free agent at the end of the year. I don't want to have him, but that's the that's the nature of the beast. Uh, Tucker just informed me that it was yesterday, but still, I mean, that's just it's insane how the parallels are. I mean, they're pretty much the, in the in the same spot, record wise, team wise, um, wherever that that pitch ended up landing. Um, that's yeah, pretty but who's wild. This year is Johan Camargo, who started at shortstop that year. That night. really. Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully it's not Trey Turner. Um, so the one big positive that I had from tonight is that oh, the offense looked good. And, and um, the shame of tonight is that I felt like it was a, a good momentum uh, kind of building game for them. You know, yesterday uh, we talked about it a lot on WIP today. I know I talked about it uh, um, on leading off was – how yesterday, hopefully for the offense, was an exhale moment and like, all right, just go be you and go play and, and go, um, you know, live up to your, your capabilities. They had 11 hits tonight. You know, they scored five runs. Schwarber had the big hit late. It wasn't just Harper. I mean, Harper was great. But uh, Cassiano had two hits. Boehm had a home run. Marsh hit a ball hard. So, like, um, you know, in, in, a, in a frustrating loss that falls solely on the pitching staff and, and mostly Aaron Nola for me, I do think it was a positive sign that the offense came out and did that uh, against the lefty. So I know he's not a great lefty, but still baby steps at this point. And what I have to hope for is that this is, is something that we can start banking on more often than not. Like, can I, can I bank on you getting five runs a night? I know it's a big ask, you know, God forbid, but can I bank on a more consistent offensive approach? Like tonight was, Tonight felt right, even though Trey Turner took a, a bit of a step back like in the ninth. I mean, I know there's two outs, but just swinging first pitch with a measly pop-up to, to second base or shortstop was, was frustrating. Um, but if you're looking for a positive tonight, I think the offense had a, had a really, really solid night. Um, and, and hopefully they are, are getting into a rhythm and, and hopefully being able to come back yesterday, not roll over, um, Kind of, kind of has a bit of a snowball effect, and even tonight, you know, they were down, and there's two, two outs. Harper lays the bunt down, Castiano single, and and then Schwarber brings him, brings home Harper, and and oh, should have been Castiano's, but whatever. Um, that showed pretty good fight. Unfortunately, Gregory Soto had a bad Gregory Soto outing, and that's what stinks about Soto right now is that you know it seems like he has a a really good run, and then bang a three run outing. Good run, bang, three run outing. Like his ERA right now is five point six four. I don't think he's pitched to a five six this year. I think he had a horrible start. 
I think he got on a good roll. He had a blow-up. He got on a good roll. He had a blow-up. And tonight, after a, a decent roll, he had another blow-up. And it's been it's been kind of that way for him, Sir Anthony. Kimbrell's been more good than not. Um, Alvarado's just been great all year. So, um, But when you're looking at back-end options when you have a lead and, and, and there, it's Soto or Sir Anthony, you just don't really know what you're getting right now. Sir Anthony was great tonight. Hopefully he can build off that and, and, and ride that wave for a little bit. But still, that, that is definitely a question mark at the time being, for, or for the time being. But either way, thought the offense, that was a, a game that they could hopefully build off of. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in on the final out. On the other side, we'll look ahead to tomorrow before handing things off to Rob Cherry. It's Jack Fritz here on the final out. And the pitch. Swung on, yanked down the right field line. It's toward the corner. It's in for a hit. Harper has scored. Castellanos around third. They'll wave him home. The throw goes to second. Now the relay, and it's not in time. He got his foot in under the tag of Murphy. They'll no doubt look at it. 6-5, Phillies lead it as Schwarber doubles into the right field corner. Well, they sure did review it, and ultimately, Nick Cassianos was deemed out, and that is our play of the game, brought to you by Mike's Amazing. Uh, Mike's Amazing, the official mayo, mustard, and vegetable oil of the Phillies. And why is that amazing, you might ask? Because I just, I don't understand how you slide like that as a guy who's played baseball your entire life like it was what's the what's the feed up for you know like how does the the throw goes to second and you're still out at home like that's again when they play the Braves down there they have to do every little thing right there has to be an extra level of locked in and it and it's felt like a, a, a majority of this season not enough of that. Not enough of being totally locked in. And what stinks about that is because that would have been a nice one to steal. You already were disappointing with, with what Nola did after what the offense was able to do. But you had a chance to weather the storm, steal it, and, and, and take some momentum. And yes, even though Nola let you down, still take a game in Atlanta and, and, and grab control of the series. But what they did tonight was what they've done a lot this year and what they've done a lot the last couple of years is that they just create doubt in the people watching and the and the fans that pay attention. And, and they just create that because you see what winning baseball looks like versus what losing baseball looks like. And for too much of this year, we can talk about the offense. The offense has been very disappointing. The pitching staff, they don't have a starter with an ERA under four. That stinks. Bullpen, hit or miss. Gregory Soto, bunch of good outings, one blow up, good outing, blow up. Don't know what you're getting. Sir Anthony, up and down. Alvarado now hurt. Kimbrell, pretty good. But it's the little things, the little things that breed winning baseball. They have not done that well enough today, or, or today and a majority of the season. Like I can count on like a, like on one hand, I feel like the games where I'm like solid baseball, good baseball, that's something you can you can sustain. 
Um, so frustrating. And, and again, like, how do you slide like that? <laughs> like, like that is a just atrocious, atrocious slide by Nick Castellanos, and and ultimately it cost him a run there, and maybe a game that they could have won. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's look ahead to tomorrow. We got Taiwan Walker on the mound uh, versus Jared Schuster, who uh, made his major league debut earlier this year. The notable thing about Jared Schuster is he's another lefty, and the Phillies are a team that are just brutal against lefties so far this year. Bottom 10 offense in baseball. Uh, tonight they did a pretty good job, but also, like, Dylan Dodd stinks. So am I supposed to have a, a massive takeaway of, like, oh, they're, they're, they figured it out against lefties? I don't think so. Um, you know, Hoskins was always a guy, it seemed like, handled lefties really well, and they're definitely missing that. Like, I feel like Castellanos hasn't made lefties pay. Uh, Bryce, before tonight, was really bad against lefties. Trey Turner, a career 309 hitter against lefties, was batting 194 against them heading into tonight. So, um, you know, it, it, it was. I was happy that Rob Thompson let um, Brandon Marsh and, and, and Bryson Stott play tonight against a lefty. That's, that's an important step forward, like, God forbid, just let your best players play. Who cares? Um, but like they've been, they've been brutal against lefties, uh, and, and I feel like JT's been hit or miss. So uh, hopefully they can figure out the lefty thing, or else teams that have question marks with their starting pitching staff, I feel like they're just going to throw lefties at the Phillies and see if they can beat them. And that's what it seems like the Braves are kind of doing. They're they're banking on the numbers, and even though these guys are inexperienced and and don't have overwhelming stuff, they are lefty, and that is something that the Phillies have. 100% struggled against. So uh, Jared Schuster tomorrow uh, versus Tywin Walker. And I would love to, to sit here and, and portray a massive amount of confidence in Tywin Walker. I, I just have no idea what I'm getting. The kind of unfair thing going on with Tywin Walker right now is that, uh, you know, besides the Giants start, he, he had been on a pretty good run there. I would say three out of, three out of his last four starts have been pretty good. And he had the Giants start where he went, you know, two-thirds of an inning and, and was out of the game. So that was obviously a disaster. So, uh, you know, he's a guy that they paid a good amount of money to come in here and, and be a low-end three, high-end four. And, you know, he he's pitched in a, in a ton of baseball games. He's been around for a good amount. And, and um, you know, like you have to be able to trust – someone you have to be able to trust someone out there they're not taking them out of the rotation because frankly there's no one else out there so uh i have a a a a minor amount of of confidence in taiwan walker tomorrow night um but again i just i have no idea what i'm getting on a a, a night in that night out basis when he's on the mound so um hopefully he can build off his last start he's really good they pitched him on three days rest uh made some usage changes with him um, so, you know, whatever they're trying to find it, like whatever kind of pitch mix gets the best version of Taiwan Walker. And hopefully they found that uh, against the Cubbies and he can go out tomorrow night and, and deliver a much needed, uh, Phil's win tomorrow in Atlanta. But either way, I will be live reacting to it after the game. Also, I have you for leading off tomorrow, heading into the game. So that's going to do it for me. Tucker Bagley produced this portion of the program as always. The final out is sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable, never looked so good. I'll be back tomorrow night. Rob Cherry's got you next here on Sports Radio 94 WIP.